Good evening, sport lovers. Welcome to another edition of Sport Lounge right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM, Akure. On the show tonight, we'll take a look at the ongoing U.S. Open. We'll give you quick updates concerning the Open. We'll also discuss Nigeria, the Tigers' surprise exit from the ongoing Afro basket. Going down in Rwanda, where the Tigers lost 68-80 to to lowly rated Uganda, in Kigali. Also take a look at the transfer window both here in Nigeria amongst the MPFL clubs and Nigeria players in Europe and also foreign players across Europe. My name is Maureen and I will go on a short break when I return. The analysis segment will take center stage. Please stay tuned. Area in 2010 and has played a while. injury club also stated that Veggie Van Dyke is not the numbers five wins, three draws, and two losses. Shale. Our last 10 games, fast records can be broken, and you know how Chelsea starts wearing the game. And the controversies, you are a United fan in the last one year. Can you beat your chest at Ojaoba? I'm a United fan, I'm happy about it. Well, you are just answer my question. Yes, I can. To top it all, the best, the finalities. The best I can hope for this one is a draw. No matter how impressive you can be, no matter how, how good you play, you will still eventually baffle guy. You know when you go down. <laughs> Join us in Sports Lounge Mondays to Saturdays, seven to eight p.m. for these and more only on Futa Radio, twenty-three point one FM. This is Sports Lounge, Sports Lounge. on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. And turn up the volume. Sports Lounge. Sports Lounge. It's nothing but sports. But sports. This is Sports Lounge. guys with me in the studios i got uh ay and um agp on the show this evening and together i'll be doing justice to the talking points we have an offer and first off and uh, quick updates from uh the ongoing uh, paralympic games uh, where the peer of tajudin agumbiadi and the uh, labi olufemi um 
in Tokyo qualified for the semi-finals of the men's team event of the table tennis competition at the 2020 uh, Paralympics. And now Nigeria will take on um, Australia, who beat France 2-0 in the semi-finals, scheduled for the same venue uh, tomorrow afternoon. Away from that, uh, we'll talk about uh, the Tigers. Uh, earlier today, they lost against um, lowly rated Uganda in Kigali, Rwanda. They lost um, 68 to 80. And uh, yesterday, we were talking about the fact that they lost uh, in the group, their final group stage game against um, Cote d'Ivoire. And um, now hoping that they could actually progress in the competition if they had defeated uh, Uganda. But they lost um, today in that encounter. And uh, the fact that they lost in three. Uh, quarters, they were only able to get victory in one of the quarters, and which is a very, very a disappointing one for the Tigers and also uh, for Mike Brown. A lot of people were surprised by the uh, shock uh, elimination and uh, the fact that, uh, well, some people also saying uh, maybe because our foreign base players were not uh, participating in this team. But HB, going forward, what do you think um, should be done or should we be worried? Because looking by or judging by uh, our auntie at the Tokyo Olympics and also, this Afro basket was supposed to be a sort of redemption uh, for um, the, the basketball team and also uh, the coach. But but then again, you want to see the qualities in the side, and they should be or they should have beaten um, Uganda in this encounter. Absolutely, I agree with you on that because I felt uh, it was a game that Nigeria expected to win, especially facing um, Uganda, who finished third in their home group. In fact, they they were practically lucky to make it to the. Um, to the um or the, to the mm-hmm. other the next stage and in terms of that i think we spoke about the fact that nigeria's transitioning from defense to attack was extremely poor yes the inexperience was evident in their performance and in terms of i mean the the the, the readiness of the guys the hunger in the team the, the readiness to improve and all that it was not it was not evident in the game because i mean we spoke about the issues that i mean characterized the loss to Cote d'Ivoire in the last game in fact that loss actually made them not finish top of the group which meant mm-hmm. they were they were they were pitted against Uganda and in fact it it's it, when i saw that i thought it was going to be a blessing in disguise because obviously facing Uganda you expected yeah. to be Uganda but i mean if losing to the Cote d'Ivoire was a bleep i think i mean the loss to Uganda is absolutely disaster. Um, <laughs> a disaster and disappointing because in terms of what that means you obviously say yeah i, mean, I want to argue that they didn't have the benefit of fielding the experienced guys. Mm-hmm. It was a largely inexperienced side. But, I mean, getting one over Uganda should be relatively easy-peasy for the team. But, I mean, Coach Mike Brown, especially when he was speaking ahead of this game, he promised that there was going to be an improved performance. Mm-hmm. He also said that, yeah, the, 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 the Nigerians should be hopeful mm-hmm. of a victory against Uganda. But it turned out that, I mean, they were actually, they practically brushed aside. We made mention of the fact that they were only able to get um, they were only able to win one quarter, which was the final quarter. In fact, after the first quarter, they were down by 12 points. points and um, the second quarter, they also lost as well. Although you might want to say narrowly, mm. it was 2019. Just, yeah, and then just one. In the third quarter was 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 the one that actually I mean meant that the Euro uh, the Ugandans I was going to say <laughs> Ugandans actually have uh, secured the victory, but I think Nigeria left it too late. Disappointing one has to be said because I me mean, we spoke about the fact that yes they were looking to I mean better the the lot right there uh, last the time the Afro basket uh, took place where they took silver in in Tunisia in 2017, but now they are going home empty-handed. I mean crashing out of the of the of the, of the next round after the group stages. Well, well they've been 
a lot of revolutions after this uh, this loss and the fact that uh, the former or the previous coach who led the, the Tigers team to the second position in that encounter, uh, a lot of people feel he should have actually uh, remained the coach of uh, the Nigeria, uh, um, the Tigers team. But judging by, well, maybe because Mike Brown have not really lived up to his, um, his portfolio when he was appointed as the coach and all, and a lot of people are already maybe clamoring or even saying that probably we should have just left it uh, as it was before with the former coach because well, um, the NBA wanted to go uh, locally the fact that they want to um, employ uh, look, not locally based coach but a Nigerian uh, coach in sense that in fact that they want to also incorporate um, home based players, uh, Nigerian based players into the team. Yeah, for me, yeah, there were lots of issues regarding that particular development, especially in, on the. Uh, for, I think the coach was Anthony Wara, mm-hmm. who, uh, who was supposed Alex. to take Alex Wara, I beg your pardon, supposed to take the team to the uh, Afro Basket and all. But I think, yeah, when Coach McGrand was appointed, I think he deserved the job because if you look at his pedigree, his experience, I mean, it was really crucial. But I mean, in terms of his performance on the job, I, I think it has been woeful. That it has to be said because, yeah, I came in with much fanfare. Nigeria defeated um, Argentina and the United States mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, uh, in the preliminary games ahead of the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. I was talking like, wow, we can actually get something. In fact, the loss against Australia was treated as I mean, one of those bad games, one of those bleeps. And Nigeria were expected to at least mount a challenge right there in Tokyo, but eventually it turned out to be a disaster. And then coming back home, yeah, you might want to say you didn't have the luxury of the experienced guys, but I think they should be doing better. I mean, if they were going to lose out in this in this tournament, I mean, it should be to countries that are really tough, mm-hmm. like Angola, like Senegal, Tunisia, and Cote d'Ivoire. It has to be said because mm-hmm. these are, I mean, highly rated countries, but it, it, it's a disappointing one. I think, yeah, coming back home now, a lot of a lot of issues will be raised. And of course, there will be an audit because that's that's something that, <laughs> that's 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 we do normally too. done. I remember we saying if Coach Mike Brown would obviously want to to continue, to continue the on the job because we heard what happened during the Olympic Games mm-hmm. where I mean the assistants were were cut to I think two or, mm-hmm. or, or three, and it was looking like maybe Nigeria was not going to get something right, and eventually it turned out to be that way. And then in other um, results from the Afro Basket, uh, Angola defeated Egypt. I mean, surprisingly, Egypt one of the favorites as well, seventy sixty two. Although you might want to say. Another dif- uh, difficult country. Mm-hmm. Guinea defeated Austria Rwanda 72 68 to address for the quarterfinal. And the last um, uh, game is between Tunisia and the winners of South Sudan and Kenya. I think the, the, the game is still, it's, ongoing. It's still ongoing, but Tunisia will face the winners of South Sudan and Kenya on Tuesday. Um, uh, uh, Thanks to this, they will face they will face them later today. Later so today. in terms of that, I think you might want to see it could be shaping up to be, I mean, an interesting, an interesting, Afro- Afro- surprising Afro basket. I won't say surprise. I think it should go. It should be between Tunisia, Angola, and Senegal right now, especially going forward. But I mean, disappointing one from Nigeria. Let's hope they learn from this and come back stronger next tournament. <laughs> Let's head to the U.S. Open, uh, where um, former world number one Simona Halep made a re- returning. A winning return to the Grand Slam where uh, she won 6-4-7-6. Also, Suleyan Stevens also defeated American Madison Keys. And uh, Gabriel Muguruza also advanced to uh, the second stage. But another surprise thing that happened yesterday was uh, British number one, Joanna Conta, pulled out of the U.S. Open with a tie injury. And uh, also, um, Andrew Murray produced his finest display in a four-injury disrupted years, but fell... Uh, but fell short of beating a uh, Greek number three, Stefanos Tsitsipas, 
at the ongoing um, U.S. Open. Also, Naomi Osaka has also advanced um, to the next stage of the U.S. Open. Good one for Naomi Osaka and... Uh, <clears throat> I beg your pardon. And uh, for Andy Murray, another disappointing outing for him. He's been struggling with, mm-hmm. with injuries, as yeah. you said. Me, He's actually been finding it difficult to get his groove back, to get back strong and diff- and, uh, and and in playing the best tennis we expect from me. It's obviously hold down, so it's like pushing your body to the limit. But I think Andy Murray should focus on getting himself back because, yeah, you would obviously want to I mean, participate in the top tournaments. But obviously, it's not looking good for him now going forward. And a good one for Stefano Sissi Pass as well, beating Andy Murray and I mean, not much upsets regarding mm-hmm. um, the, I mean, US the start to the US Open. Of course, Naomi Osaka progressed. I mean, good one for her. Let's hope, for, let's hope that, I mean, it's um, a scandal. I don't want to say <laughs> it's um, a relatively free, I mean, yeah. tournament for mm-hmm. her, especially regarding her, her issues I was with the media and all that. But I think she's explained some nice stuff. She's doing so well for herself. And, and of course, Alexander Zverev. Also, also, also in action. It's currently in action, and then uh, other hawkers as well. So, a couple of I mean, big guys still seen. And, and for the for the female side, uh, in terms of that, you know, although I'm going to say in in the female side, we tend to see an underdog rise. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, it's always very common in the in the in the female um, aspect of the game. But let's let's hope, let's see what happens this time around. And for Novak Djokovic, I mean, a lot of people are actually tipping him to to go all the way. He has actually won won the Australian Open and won the French mm-hmm. Open. And he also won the win building, mm-hmm. so he'll be looking to maybe make it. I mean, a record. Yeah, winning all the four grand slams, winning all the yeah. four slams of, of the of the of the tennis season. So it's going to be one to keep an eye on. And hopefully, when he gets in, into himself, gets the groove going. Of course, you know Novak Djokovic can be unstoppable. Even if he goes down a set or two, you can back. trust him to come back. I used to see, I say this guy is like is the comeback king of tennis. <laughs> of tennis. If you know what in, in terms of what that means, I think yeah, we might want to be seeing. I think for the for the male side, I'm tipping Zverev. Um, Sissipas is another mm-hmm. good, I mean, challenger. But I think the favorites undoubtedly has to be Novak, and Novak Djokovic for the for, but for the female. Yeah, you want to say no? Naomi Osaka playing in the United States, although could, could give her a lot of groove and hope. I mean, playing Simona Halep and a couple of other. I mean, cool, uh, difficult to beat uh, ladies as well. But in terms of that, let's just hope we have a wonderful tournament. I don't want to. Get, I don't want it to get to a point where we, we start discussing about mm-hmm. I mean mental health issues, mm-hmm. about pullouts, yeah. about uh, injuries and all that. I just want to see the best guys compete, playing some nice stuff, playing some wonderful tennis, and hopefully the, the best winner emerges. Well, uh, away from that, um, let's head to the Nigeria football scene. A quick update from the Super Eagles camp where uh, Kelvin Apogome and uh, Frank Uyeka have pulled out of uh, the Super Eagles squad for the 2022 World Cup qualifiers against Liberia and Cape Verde due uh, to COVID-19. These two have tested positive to COVID-19 and uh, hence they will not be participating. And uh, also uh, UK-based players of um, Alex Wobi, Wilfred Ndidi, Kelechi Hinacho, William Twist Ekung, Etebo, Leon Balogo, and Joe Aribo are also expected to miss their away game against Cape Verde due to travel restrictions. GP. Yeah, and, and I think we practically said much on that last mm-hmm. uh, last night where we spoke about the fact that due to the restrictions and I mean the, the regulations placed on traveling mm-hmm. to red listed countries, especially for players that like that trade in the United Kingdom, I think, yeah, it's pretty much straightforward because obviously. Obviously, it explains why Ghana Troll drew up a list of standby players to actually come in when these guys are not able to travel. Of course, what you trust Nigeria should be able to do, should have the squad enough to, to go to 
to to give her to do the, to to do the um to do the needful need and before that i mean liberia obviously nigeria should be beating liberia mm -hmm. the game will be um taking place in lagos so yeah, in, in terms of that you might want to say yes the guys are in camp victor Simi arrived camp and the players have been bonding together although there was a bit of scare but we yeah, was, I was thinking, that. yeah we, but, we've actually <laughs> made mention of it should we be worried looking at the opera that happened at the hotel where they were <laughs> but, but what don't you think is actually a slap on the face of, from the nfl the fact that there's no standard when i say uh, location or yeah. even like 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 a building or something Absolutely. where these super egos players get to get to come in. I think like Claire Fontaine, yeah, yeah, George we've, we've, we've talked about this France countless of times. We should have a national football exactly. base. This is not in time up to, I mean, right you know, a, a, like EGB said, a national football base that you know up to standard. Yeah. I, I think I remember reading something on um, Marco Bielsa where when he was a coach of Chile and then he did something very very good. You know, he went to their own center for where these players come around and it was looking at Bismarck and he said these guys play for some of the biggest clubs in, in, in the world or in Europe and all that and then they see some of these first class facilities and you expect them to come back home and then go through this you know um traditional these local yeah. um, yeah. Uh, um facilities on ground these these yeah. substandard yeah. facilities and you know he um using the gym no hotel he admonished the chilean fa and then he said if you want this team to win something in the nearest future you know you need to you treat these players yeah. as human beings first before you treat them as players so you know the chilean fa did the need for one guess what happened i think um chile won the copa yeah. america yeah. and then they've so far so good in most of the copa americas they've um done they've well gone especially with their going generation even at the World Cup, they've done themselves really, really good, and that's what happens when you know there's something about how um, space or facility shapes the thinking of human beings. So, even, now, even taking a look at uh, take a look at England, exactly. Too, I mean, now, yeah, exactly. Now, uh, it was the I 20, remember, I think, after the, the, the 2010, World Cup, 2010, 2010 World, Cup. World Cup, when Germany and Ozil and the likes were running rings like um, past the likes of Gerard and Lampard, and I still remember it's clear as the commentator said. What Germany spent on, you know, youth development and then development of mm -hmm. football and everything, England don't spend half of that. And guess what? After that 20th World Cup, Saint jo um, the plans and then the initial plans for St. George's Park were put in place. And that's when the project for coming we've, we've started. Seen the, we've, seen, we've seen the players coming out from England. I mean, all of a sudden, we're talking of the online, Sancho, Ignition. seen how the St. George's exactly. Park so, so is. I, I think for, for, the, uh, for um, the NFF, I think there needs to be this camp where, you know, it's like a base. You know when you're coming home. Yes, obviously, most of these players want to see their families and all, which they can still do. But then you have a base where you're supposed to report it's five-star, four-star, whatever you want to target. You know, the facilities are top-notch. Um, the environment is really, really it's cool. Sad. It, it's, it's disappointing. When I, mean, I saw, when I saw that video... infrastructure, we need to do more. Yeah, so much. I mean, more, more, more is like an understatement. We need to do so, yeah, so, so, so much more. Even our football stadiums are not up to standard. Understand. So, I mean, imagine. Our football, exactly. Immediately, a stadium is built now. You expect the Super Eagles will flock there. I mean, uh -huh. the Fabio Stadium, for example. What's happening? I think, yeah, in terms of that, I think this... Even if the federal government will not do anything with the NFF, it's something it's, that one of the states. I don't want to believe do. it's the work of the federal government. I no, that's why. That's why it's the NFF. If it is, that's why the NFF. That's why they generate money. Um, that's why FIFA actually give these people money. No, money. Talking about money, this is why. The, this is why I believe the NFF will not do will not do something like that. Because I was speaking now. I was speaking now about. I mean, when a new stadium is built, mm -hmm. I mean the Super Eagles want to go there. Mm -hmm. They they, 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 they sign an go, agreement take with them the with government. There, the like, government the government drops money. I mean, there's, I mean, there's fanfare and everything. Fanfare. Yeah, you hold I mean, money, expires. money rolling and all that. I mean, it, it politicizes. I mean, the matches of the Super Eagles. We want to go and play in Asaba. Want to play in Calabar. Play in in, in Badon. Play in wherever. I mean, now that the Abuja National Stadium is 
close to being completed now. You expect Inspiragus to flock there. But in terms of that, the, 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 the NFF will not do anything to put forward a proposal for building a national football center where the Inspiragus can camp. Not where just they the Inspiragus. Even, even, even young stars. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, instead of them doing that, they prefer the form that comes with, I mean, rubbing shoulders with the governors, I mean, going to Asaba, I mean, going, to, going to Delta State, going to Edo State and playing those yeah, we, we, no, we understand, and we understand a lot of people across the Tennessee State who want to actually get, get, have a yeah, no, we can, no, we can team. It's, yeah. not dif- it's not difficult. To s- There's not, I mean, having national football basic, we can have a standard one Either in, in Abuja. Lagos or in Abuja. Or in yeah, Lagos. I think the capital, but, I mean, yeah. When you go to some of these places, you lodge them in Okay, the best hotel in town, mm-hmm. and these players have to rub shoulders with. Imagine using the gym, and then there are issues with I me. Mean, what what was going? What and and then I saw Joseph Yebo was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Yebo was like, "This is the so national team of Nigeria." Imagine so what is going on. You're using my facilities. But that's what you're saying. Should this be happening? No, it should not be happening. But then it's Nigeria. Even if, even if it's your facility. This is the national team of Nigeria, and the NFF no. needs to have. I'm done. running a business. If you, if we gave you a specific time for you to come and gym, and you have exceeded that time, you should yeah, leave yeah, but because I'm running a business. No, no, and other, other people should, should, it, should that happen? Yeah, as in no, if, if you're booking, if you're booking, if you booked a time session booking, when you use it, it's not just a time session. I, 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 I think <laughs> I, 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 I also think you know. Um, let's be honest. This guy, no matter how you want to look at it, are representing Nigeria. They're putting their body on the line and all that. That's the truth, that's what happens when the MFF fails to it do the is right a thing. national embarrassment, business exactly. or not. Because if you are doing this, obviously you should have looked. This is not the first logistics. time they'll be lodging at the ECO hotels. Is, 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 no. is this the first time? Have you ever, they were at the uh, ECO hotels the last time internationals were played mm-hmm. when that's they went where, to Guinea and then Lesotho? According to reports, they were given a schedule to follow. And that schedule wow, actually, wow. they didn't actually follow I think, it. I think, I think, and that was actually interfering with people who also Ryan, lodged in the same hotel. Ryan, so I think, if, if if nothing should, if nothing would, don't spo- come if, with it. No, it's not patriotism. If nothing will spoil, if nothing will spoil, if nothing will spoil the NFF, if nothing will spoil the NFF to get in a center, I think this should because uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. But it, it, was, would it, was needed. it won't. No. So. <laughs> well, uh, away from that, um, let's um, still in the Nigerian football scene, but to club football now. First off, the Super Eagles. Um, for winger Emmanuel Emanike, former assistant Salusu Yusuf, uh, among six other coaches, have been shortlisted for the vacant technical advisor position at Kano Pillars and others on the list are Busari, Busari Akimishola, Henry Makinwa, and Usman. Abdallah, uh, according to the statement released, uh, over 25 coaches applied for the job and wow. the shortlisted coaches are expected to arrive Kano today. And uh, they they also are expected to appear before the technical committee of the club for an interview tomorrow morning uh, by 10 a.m. It seems Kano Pillars really need business. And looking at well, the fact I, that it's been a long time, they've yeah. actually won it. And they won the uh, MPFL. And, uh, and looking at Kano Pillars, you know they have this proper structure. Yeah, one of the, the best running clubs in the, in the league. In, yeah, That's in the MPFL. But looking at the six shortlisted um, coaches, any... I, th- I think it's good, you know. I mean, obviously, there's a reason over our, about 20 people. Yeah, 25, yeah. Apply for the job. It's a big post. It's an ambitious post for most, you know, Nigerian managers. Uh, and I think you know they have um, the structure, like you said. It's one of the best um, 
run clubs in the league and we could see that there's a structure and I just you know there's no um, fire brigade approach to uh, appointing managers they are following the process you know the district leaders managers are expected to come to count obviously there will be an interview process where they have to actually try and convince no, but I'm, I'm surprised looking at the names of um, coaches that have been linked I'm going to yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think after well. it was after the AFCON talking about after that the, after the AFCON sorry I, I thought you know I'm, after what he did with um, Tanzania with Tanzania I thought okay he's done so well Especially when you see if anybody. Do you think cares. he wants to use the kind of job to kind of. Maybe eh, no, that, that's what I'm saying. I thought he would have maybe gotten even a bigger job than that by now because I thought, you know, Tanzania tried. They were brave the way they played mm-hmm. at, the, at that AFCON. And, you know, we saw what he did with them, qualifying them for their first ever um, AFCON, AFCON and all that. And, you know, yeah. they even made sure they were not just whipping boys. They made life quite difficult, I think. Um, some of the names, Manu Abdullah, also, uh, mm-hmm. is also is another. Yeah, yeah. very good. Usman Abdullah, I'm, 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 I beg your pardon. Yeah, Salisu Yusuf. Yeah, Salisu Yusuf. Big big names for a big job and like you said, Kano Pillars I've seen. Uh, they've not, well. yeah, they've <laughs> not won. They've not won in recent times. They really want to make sure um, they are winning. So if they can get the appointment right, get the signings right, trust me, um, we all should look out for Kano Pillars next season. True. Uh, also, same on the MPFL. Um, Kabiru Dogo has been appointed and uh, the new manager of uh, Wicked Stories. And uh, Dogo joined the Bauchi Club after seven ties with um, Lobby Stars. And uh, also, let's not forget, he was also former coach uh, of National United and also Sunshine Stars Football Club of Akure, HP. Well, for me, uh, in terms of that, uh, do you want to say, you're talking about Kabiru Dogo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. It remains to be seen if it, it will go through, but I was going to add... Wikitoris. Okay, yeah, you want to add uh, about Canopilas. So, so the Canopilas issue, yeah. AY was saying something about the interview being scheduled for Cano and all the coaches have traveled mm-hmm. now. But, I mean, the news we're getting now is that uh, Emmanuel Aminike will not be able to make the trip now. Because... He said... <laughs> no, <laughs> because he's a big guy. No, no, it's not because of that. He said he's actually based in Spain. He's currently mm, in yeah, Spain true. now. He said he got the email late. late yeah, and then true. the travel um, Maybe process by, and all that that's will be difficult for him. So it be seen. Zoom. I maybe, mean, maybe they can do it on Zoom. I mean, I mean, see, but why are we stressing ourselves? By the way, but he I just think wants to it's come a, it's and an tell them it's an interesting pull <laughs> of shortlist. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, shortlisted coaches because I mean, if you look at the pedigree, I mean, Amunike has won the under seventeen mm-hmm. World Cup. He's also coached Tanzania. He has done so well with I mean, national teams. He's handled in Nigeria as well. So he has the ex- experience. Salute to Yusuf. Although you might want to say trying to pick up the pieces of his mm-hmm. coaching career mm-hmm. after that issue. I mean, that characterized. I mean, the Chani goes right there in Ghana, mm-hmm. which led to his ban and all that. But I think in terms of that, and then going over to Kabiru Dogo, it's another experienced coach. Let's let's just hope that it gets. I mean, gets done, but I mean, surprisingly, Maureen, I've not heard anything from Sunshine Stars regarding what's going to happen. I mean, with, a, with just what's what's going on? We've not even heard. And okay, surprisingly, <laughs> they were able to get they were able to get. Um, I mean, they were able to re, yes, uh, regain their MPFL status. I mean. That's for next season, yeah. and mm-hmm. then we're hearing that maybe uh, the coach will be offered offer a new, new contract. contract. Obviously, the coach maybe wants to say, I mean, look at clubs, clubs are planning, planning already. Kind of like for Twenty-five people applied for the job, so hopefully the guys. How many? If you were, if you were a coach in Nigeria, wouldn't you apply for kind of players? Obviously, you would now. So, but that's that's the dynamics of a club that. That's in motion. That wants to do well. Not as well. when it's like one week. When it's one week, then you hear that me. So she starts trying to meet Nigerian. One elder scouts are looking for coach. And then, in terms of interesting facts from the MPFL, we've had. I mean, I was speaking mm. to, to you guys offline that we've had. I mean, lots of. I mean, Ooh. our players move abroad 
in in this in this particular window i mean it's, it's been good. it's been a roller coaster i think i like that it's good but then again <laughs> when you look at the clubs they're going to as we have always said transfer <laughs> could be a risk of, yeah or <laughs> anywhere in the world it means to be seen. Know, and confirmation I, of that well, of course we know about anaya wallace i mean transfer to to esperance frank please. table from nasa united has joined hacken in sweden godwin aguda of rivers united has gone to falkenberg in in sweden Solomon Onome from Rivers United to Jama Box in Denmark. Sunday at the Tundi of Rivers United to yeah. wow, Rivers United <laughs> really they, doing so well. Like <laughs> FC, <laughs> FC Skok P from Macedonia. Issa Ndala from Plateau United mm. to Sevan FC in Armenia. Bernard Ovoke from Plateau United to Sevan FC also in Armenia. Ibrahim Olawanyi, which obviously <laughs> for me, for, for those who know Ibrahim Olawanyi, has left Rangers International, has gone to Ankara. Kessio, <laughs> wow, Kessio Renguku in Turkey, and Atule Joseph from Katsina United, Katsina United to Ceramica Cleopatra in Egypt, and Samuel Noshiri from yeah, Katsina Noshiri United to Alaves. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot of I people are saying the moves, the moves, especially for Samuel Noshiri, the move from he wanted to join, he had the option of Alaves and uh, I think um, Real Mallorca, yeah. uh, but I think he, I, I don't know where, where he went to. And for most of these clubs, they're getting wonderful fees for mm-hmm. most of these players. So, but it remains to be seen what happens going forward. Yeah, obviously, it remains to be seen. But like I said, I said it's good because you know it shows or it actually gives some of these clubs or you know some of these, um, these clubs there yeah, who um, I think all the clubs are you know government run in, this, in, in the NPFL, it gives them this. Um, Motivation, this um, encouragement to try and invest in it because mm-hmm. imagine you know, developing an, uh, a whole group of talent and then you make, make, I mean, and then you make uh, you make something close to um, a million, million two million, three million um, pounds, dollars, or euros, whichever currency is being bought in. You know, it's good, big, big money yes. for for this side. So I think um, for the guy that had to move to my um, to um, Alaves or reported to Alaves, it's really, really good because. In modern day football, so much is being put into um, scouting, analytics, mm-hmm. and everything. And trust me, most of these sides don't just want to waste money, you know, bringing in someone because they had, you know, it's no more, it's no longer here. Say, this is my guys, I will play ball, sign them. No, there's so much put into scouting and analyzing these players. So I think for the NPFL to have these players leave, I think it's good that we, it shows that there's quality here. What we just need now is, you know, um, Improving the league, yeah, making yeah. sure the players are you know well catered for, and yeah. making sure they can actually show themselves in the best light. Hopefully, um, some clubs can actually really and the funds from actually making sure um, the players are doing quite well for themselves. Well, we'll go on a quick break, and when we return, we'll head back. We'll head um, to the international uh, football scene. Stacking up my money, no time for it. This is Sports Lounge on Fulta Radio 93.1 FM. And turn up the volume. Sports Lounge. Hey there, did you know you can search the Fulta Radio podcast wherever you get your podcasts to stay in touch with the big screen, school o'clock, talk footer, footer panorama, trending issues, Ketigwa, and many more? Yes, of course. These shows are now available on demand. All you have to do is just search with the keywords Futa Radio Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, and many others. Futa Radio Podcasts. Plug in and stay in touch. It's nothing but sports. sports. This is Sports Lounge.
money, no time for your sh- Money collapse, I don't care for your hate. Me no fighting. Me no fighting. Me no fighting. Me no fighting. Throwing down drums from bungalow out there. I did my penthouse, you can't even reach me. Me no frightened. Me no frightened. It is not your fight, stand down. I'm not the one, calm down. You know I'm not your problem. You can't be me. Right? Well, well, welcome back. You're still listening to um, Spot Lounge on Futa Radio 93.1 FM Korea. So far, we've talked about the exit of the Tigers. Also, we've given updates about the current um, US Open. Uh, we've also talked about our transfers that have gone down in the MPFL and uh, reports from the survivors camp ahead of their World Cup qualifier games against Liberia and um, Cape Verde. And now we'll be heading to the international football scene. We have discussed uh, transfer delays that have gone, uh, gone down uh, with this transfer window set to end at uh, 12 uh, a.m. Um, tonight across uh, Europe. And uh, first off, um, Edward Kamavinga has joined um, Real Madrid for 30 million um, euros and also Chelsea have completed uh, the loan deal for Sao Ninguez from Atletico uh, Madrid. Yeah, good, good addition. Surprisingly, both players are left-footed. Um, but that's by the way, I think um, for Real Madrid, they've been looking for um, a replacement or an, an understudy for um, Casemiro for years now. And then for Edward Kamavinga, uh, we've seen what he's been able to do. I think he's 18 or 19 now. And, you 19. Know, yeah, in his age group, I think he's one of the best players in his position in his age group. You find, you struggle to see many it 18 or 19. It's surprising because uh, PSG and uh, Manchester United have been linked yeah, but with then, him. Uh, but um, I think we were talking before the show and then you know, it seems like maybe um, Kamavinga didn't especially fancy Man United. And then for PSG, I think they are bloated in the central of the mm-hmm. park. So uh, I think for Kamavinga's development, looking at it as he's an 18-year-old, I think his agent would have said um, there's Herrera, there's Prada, there's Verati, Gay. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Wijnaldum and the likes are all there. So mm-hmm. if you're going there, what are you going to do? But then at Real Madrid, we know that the central of the park is quite thin. It's either, in, we all know the Holy Trinity of Cruz, Casemiro yeah, and yeah, Modric. Modric. But then beyond that, um, you have um, the returning Ceballos on loan from us now. Um, Isco, who's not necessarily a central midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, you still struggle, struggle to... to I mean, Asensio has been said or has been treated as... And there are even reports Asensio may actually leave. Yeah, but then there were reports that, you know, Asensio was going to actually try, try him in, in center of the park. So I think for Camavinga going to Madrid, Madrid are getting a very, very good player. With, the, with his best years ahead of him and you know we've seen his quality we know what they are getting and then for 30 million it's good good business now Casemiro is already 28, 29 and then Kamavinga can also play in other midfield roles now not necessarily as you know that defense midfielder yeah. yeah and there's also Fede Valverde so it looks like you know um, they've successfully replaced yeah, they've re- Modric and, yeah, and, and, and they like yeah, yeah. Not, not even Cruz and Modric because um, I think they will still look to get you know more glamorous players now and all that but I think for Kamavinga he can come in he can play the box to box role he can play as you know that defensive midfielder and we've seen his we've seen any or let me not say we anyone who has actually watched this boy knows yeah. there's you know there's a Talent. whole lot of quality mm-hmm. for the likes of you know PSG my United Real Madrid to be circling around you at age 18 age 19 it means you have something special especially for a central midfielder so I think that's a good and then for Chelsea getting Soundingers it's a very very good addition they're quite light in the central of the park given the way they play they play 3-4-3 and they have three central midfielders for two positions now Kante has shown in the past couple of seasons his fitness level cannot always be guaranteed. Mm. 
Same with Kovacic. I think Jorginho has been the only one. But look at the number of games Jorginho has played in recent times. I think the smartest thing Chelsea have done is adding someone like Sauninges who can play different roles again in that midfield. So I think it's a good addition for both teams. And obviously, obviously we hope to, you know, AGP just said most transfers are, are you know, are, are quite um, risky in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things. But yeah. you would hope or you'd expect that um, these players will come good. And I think they should, given the quality they have, because I don't think anything in Spain should face um, Camavinga or anything in England should face um, Sao coming from Simone's Atletico and all that. And I think it's a good addition for both clubs and hopefully they could just spoil them to better things this season. Well, uh, still on Chelsea, uh, they're yet to complete the move for Jules Conde. We don't know if it's going to actually pull through before the end of the transfer window. <coughs> and uh, also, they've confirmed uh, Otten Odoi will be staying put um, right there at Chelsea. There were talks of him going on loan, yeah. uh, but it seems um, Chelsea were unable to actually get a suitable club uh, for um, Otten Odoi to actually uh, play for. Also, Leeds have signed um, Daniel James from Manchester United wow. for a fee <laughs> for a fee to, um, believed to be around um, 25 million euros. I think that's a, a good deal, a good deal for uh, uh, Daniel James. <laughs> and uh, I think prior to the move uh, to Manchester United, I think Leeds yeah, was we are very, very close, very very, very close. Like it, was holding, it was holding. I mean, the Leeds just in 2018, and then something scuppered the deal at the last stage. Mm, yeah. And then I mean, Daniel James also said today. I mean, during his interview as a Leeds United player said said something about the fact that I mean I mean joining Leeds and he said something important. He said they've always I mean kept tabs on him. Mm-hmm. They've followed through right from the time of that botched transfer, yeah. and eventually they have him now. He said for the next stage of his development, it's Leeds United. Obviously, United fans would have want to say, okay, there are players that you look at their level and say, okay, maybe level for Daniel James could be Leeds United. I, I believe it will be it will be very, a wonderful very, yeah. signing for Marcelo mm-hmm. Bielsa mm-hmm. because he has. Marcelo Bielsa has always wanted to sign Daniel James, and for his system of of play for for the Bielsa world, as we as we've come to know it, it will fit him because coming into that team, it will give them, will offer them a lot of flexibility, mm-hmm. it will offer them a lot of style, a lot of system mm-hmm. where they can play. He can play on the left and he can also play on the right. right. And his space, I mean, that perhaps is his biggest attribute. So it will add obviously to the quality in that team. And I think for Marcelo Bielsa, it's a good one. For for United, obviously, a fantastic piece of business. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy. Left for I think twenty five million pounds with add-ons mm-hmm. taking it to twenty eight million pounds. Mm-hmm. That's about ten million pounds mean profit for mm-hmm. a player who joined for fifteen plus three million in add-ons. So it's wonderful for for United. And it, the big question now is, I mean, you just you just got yourself if you in the if you in the region of twenty eight million pounds now. Where do you go to from this from this? Mm-hmm. Can you invest? In getting another player that it's a, it's a taller than now, especially in the closing stages of the transfer window now, because I mean it's going just to be wait, extremely yeah. difficult now just to get something January. done. So I mean, United fans could practically would practically be watching. I mean, Fred, McTominay, Matic, Van de Beek, and other guys in the midfield. I mean, tussling it out at least for, until the next transfer window, which is in January. But I mean, deals are extremely risky to be done in January. But for United, I think it's a quality piece of business. We've always complained about the fact that United don't necessarily get profits on their players. Mm-hmm. But I think for Daniel James, it's a wonderful piece of business and it's a win-win for both parties. Well, another quick update. Um, Italy striker Maskin has rejoined Juventus from Everton on a two-year loan. And uh, let's not forget, um, Maskin rejoined 
um, Everton. Everton yeah. from oh, Juventus, yeah. and now he's actually on loan. Yeah, went to PSG on loan last left. season. He never had left. Left. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe so because I think you know one of the wrong moves. No, back then he was 18, and then he had someone like Christian Ronaldo to you know look up to, and I think the fact he could play in different um, roles across the front line. Um, I was surprised he was going to Everton because um, you know what Everton are like. They sign you know, some high-profile players, but they fail to actually utilize them, or those players fail to leave their mark on that squad. And for Moiskin, it had not just worked out at Everton for some reason. He had a good stint at PSG where he did so well, but then going back to Juventus where they actually, you know, he's coming in to try and feel Hopefully, he does not feel the whole expectation of coming to try and fill the void left mm-hmm. by Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. because um, he has to come in now. He ha- the sooner he gets his career back on track, the better true, for him because true, he's, yeah, he's been so going you know, here, there, mm-hmm. and he's neither here or neither well, there. But he did well at um, PSG. But when then he went PSG to signed Messi instead of trying to retain yeah, him. So, true, you know, true. so I think now going back to Venezuela's two-year loan, obviously they will run to uh, put an option to buy. I think the option is there. So two years is enough time for Moiskin. That's, that's something we see in Italian transfer. Yeah, so I think it's, it's enough time for him to go back and make sure he gets his career back on track. Well, quick update uh, for my United fan. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo would actually retain his number seven jersey number uh, while Edison Cavani will take a number 21 uh, um, jersey number. That's yeah. his Uruguayan uh, national football team. Dispensation <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a blockbuster transfer. It's not just about for United. It's also for the Premier League and, and of course, in the rules, it was stated that especially special dispensation yeah, comes from the Premier yeah. League now mm-hmm. because Cavani was obviously registered with the number seven, mm-hmm. and Daniel James's transfer to Leeds United yeah. offered the chance that okay, twenty one is vacant now, mm-hmm. and he can actually move Cavani yeah. to yeah. twenty one. But and, you know, and Ronaldo can can retain his number uh, number seven. Just so, I mean, kudos to all the parties involved, in, and Ronaldo obviously can have his his, his trademark I number seven. Yeah. Well, uh, from Liverpool camp, uh, Jordan Anderson have signed a new uh, contract, keep it, keeping him at the club until. 2025. So it seems as a roller coaster of signings yeah. right there for extensions for, mm-hmm, Liverpool, for yeah. Liverpool. Well, a uh, good one for them. And uh, away from that, let's head to uh, the Arsenal camp. Well, uh, according to reports, or so yesterday we also saw the William uh, post on yeah. uh, social media where he said his goodbyes uh, with Arsenal fans and also apologized for not, uh, well, I say not accomplishing a lot. Yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah, exactly for for Arsenal. And also there are some key things he made men. And this uh, where we also talk about um, um, no, not even making a mental health, and also the fact that uh, people don't really know what this players actually go through. Because you talked about the fact that a lot of people thought he left Chelsea to join Arsenal because of the money, and the fact that he had to forfeit (coughs) twenty point eight million pounds uh, to actually tear up his contract right there at Arsenal. And he's said to also take a 30, 70% pay cut to also join Corinthians. Uh, Corinthians. So that's, he's wow. basically wait, rubbing it in Ozil's face now. That's <laughs> was, 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 it, was it Ozil who actually said he... No, I, th- I think Ozil... It's a, Ozil a large Ozil. chunk of the, of the media, actually, of the media, of media personnel actually mm-hmm. said that... <clears throat> This guy actually practically joined Arsenal because of the money and, and all that. But yeah, I mean, but then I mean, he Jerry could have, he could have, he could have, contract yeah, he could have, he could have, he could have, yeah, exactly. It's the proof that, okay, he was not there for the money and all. And I think for William, I still don't understand why Arsenal went ahead with the deal in the first place. Chelsea were not willing to give him a two-year contract mm-hmm. or three-year contract. I think it's just one of those those bad moves. I just feel for William at that point. I just felt he was just so uh, livid in leaving uh, Chelsea yeah, at that he, time he because he was always then, playing. I think it was um, Lampard who, that was in charge yeah. at that time. But then, 
he wanted to leave. It's not Arsenal's priority or um, position to try and give him a home when you but don't. But it could have worked out well if transferred, like you always to, say, is fifty fifty. To be honest with you, let's be honest. I'm sure Chelsea fans will come from my head for this. William has not necessarily. I think a bad season where um, Eden Hazard was yeah, really, really that poor. Season, yeah, that yeah. Morio's that um, season after I won the title. Mm-hmm. Bad season and then a few um, shining lights here and there. William has not necessarily, you know. Um, um, shown so much that you know he deserves a two hundred thousand pounds per week contract. Yes, the modern day football gives contracts the left, right, center, and anyhow. But for a club like <laughs> Arsenal, who is saying okay, um, rebrand, mm-hmm. re- rebuilding, trust the process, you're going for a thirty-one year old who Chelsea were not willing to give that contract, and then you're giving him um, two hundred thousand pounds a week only for him to come him get three assists in his first match, and then you know. We all know what happens. I think Arsenal fans will tell you um, it's a good thing. I'm sure they will, they will like him more now that he has left without actually staying there to collect the money and then, you know, forfeiting that huge amount of money than when he was there at the club well, because he had not done so much for them. Well, looking at um, the way this William deal actually went and the fact that uh, for Luis Suarez also the same thing kind of happened. The fact that um, he failed to renew his contract with the club Basel. and... Uh, no, Sorry. I'm talking. No, um, Said. yeah, Lewis, um, da, um David Lewis, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for us now, and um, also how Bellerin too was so adamant. And according to reports, Bellerin so I think is on Bellerin, his way to Real yeah, Real Betis is on his way to Real Betis, and how Bellerin too was so adamant and leaving. And to back the question, what's really going on right there at Arsenal? I think, because I think it's an administrative issue. It has to be said because I mean, if you look at the length of this contract, I mean, one player in particular, Grand Jaka, was so close to joining mm-hmm. AS Roma. The next thing we had, a new contract for Gradizaka, and a lot of Arsenal fans were like, what's going on? And today, Arsenal signed to, uh, Takehiro Tomiyasu mm-hmm. from Bologna. I mean, where did that come from? I mean, a new defender joining the club. I mean, when they are obvious. Yeah, when they are obvious. Positions to, to strengthen, because, I mean, I mean, it's not just about the defence right now. Now, Gwilian has left, David Luiz has left, although you might want to say they have been white and Tomiyasu now. Mm-hmm. Bellerin has left. So, who is coming in as the right back? They have to have said also the reports as well. from uh, Medlinais, where he had actually No, I think Medlinais um, has had talks with um, the Arsenal yeah, but, board yeah, but, and with um, um, But prior Atesa, to that, did, did he have to come to social media first? Yeah, I saw But did he have to come to social media first to cry out before Arsenal actually wanted to let him go? I think he needed to because it was obvious. Now, this guy... That's what I'm saying. There's something wrong right there. They should let him leave. Because if you don't play a player, why keep him? Exactly. These players want that's the I situation with, with Dan James. I agree at United with you. I because agree. with the, with the signings at United now, it's going to be difficult for, for him to players play. to play. Yeah. But and then you let them leave. But for that's Medlin, the most important for Medlin, I think they, they, like I said, coming into the show, I saw it um, on the Athletic where they reported he has had clear the head talks with you know people powers that be at Arsenal and he's going to stay. And I think that's because Hector Bellerin is leaving. The right back spot is available, and I think my C. But still, Ateta would not actually still no, start him. That's another thing. To, it remains to be seen. No, it's not because, because it remains to be seen. Because looking at the, yeah, exactly. Cedric Suarez is looking there. Judging yeah. by the three games they played, to be seen because. Um, the athletic reporter they had clear the air talks and I think part of clear the air talks was now Bellerin, um, Bellerin has left I also want to leave they, they also I not, remember they also signed a new guy now from Tomiyasu is a centre back so you know, it does not necessarily affect um, but there are two Madrid guys now. ahead of Maitland Niles in that team and Maitland Niles was let go AGP, by this same Ajeta last season West until, until club football comes back Maybe we'll now know what's what exactly how many games did Bellerin play? That's the, that's the big question. Is, so, the clear air talks he had, I think maybe they've given him assurance he will play. But I think for okay. us now, we've said this about them for so long. Um, for a club as big as, you know, I mean, Asawenga will just be looking and then be 
be writhing in pain and anguish now because you think he's in pain? No, no, he would be because why would he be in pain? Why would he be in pain? He loves the club so much. You know, you know, the past is the past, but then he loves the guys. Any FIFA money? But then he loves the club so much, and then you know, it's it's sad. Anyone, anyone who has actually tried to beat something up from the ground only to come and see people, you know, tarnish it is quite painful. Anyone who has done that, trust me, understands. Now you have American owners who don't necessarily look at um footballers, you know, something that's progressive. They look at, at seen, the franchise. Seen American owners who have also done well with clubs they're managing. I mean, um, Liverpool is also an example. Yeah, but then Man United will also tell you that their owners... There's also Man United. You look, at, you look at the system at United exactly. and you look at the system, system at Arsenal. I was which is, which I think is I think I think Liverpool, yeah, is Liverpool so I think Liverpool is the ultimate uh, example now. They have people there who understand football. The American owners now are like the checkbook guys. Now you need money, they look at you give them you give them a quotation, they look at it, okay, this is what we can afford. Now they have um I think my, my uh, Marcus Edwards this, at I Liverpool. don't think I don't want to believe it's a question of afford because looking at no, the Arsenal I'm worried, I'm, 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 I'm getting somewhere with these guys. Guys, I'm getting somewhere with these guys. Liverpool. Look at Liverpool. Exactly. I was going to say that not just uh, Michael, I think England through one uh, their um, head of youth development and all that. You look at the way Liverpool run their business; they try and get bargains and all that. But you look at Arsenal; they got in um, Edu, and I still maintain this Edu is inexperienced. They had the likes of Minislat. They let someone as good as Minislat in. They allowed those guys who are quite good. I remember when Arsenal used to have. Ivan Gassidis. Exactly. For all yeah. the issues surrounding this guy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what I'm administratively, saying. Administratively, Arsenal were still on the um, good side. It's, it's what I'm saying now. Like, the guys there are quite inexperienced because I think before Arsenal, Edu was at Brazil as and a the, technical they, director. And they sent the first sent Mislita mis- away. Yeah, and then after they ganged up against San Heli. These two guys were extremely, extremely good. I think the best of Arsenal's transfer dealings in the past four, five, six years have been have been done by either Mislat or San Heli. So, I think for us now, now they really need to make sure they get everything right. You can blame the players, you can blame the coach, but I think from top to bottom, the Everybody club is in this area and they need to check it sooner rather than later. Well, the phone lines are open. You can be part of the show. You can call in, share your thoughts considering what we've discussed so far on the show this evening. The phone lines are 006 452 3344 or 0816-408-4381. The phone lines again is 006 452 3344 or 0816-408-4381. It won. Uh, we've read out a lot of transfer dealings that have actually gone down. And uh, you can call in to your thoughts concerning dealings. Salningas to, uh, to Chelsea. Uh, Eduardo Camavinga has also joined uh, Real Madrid for 30 million um, euros. Daniel James have left uh, My United to join Leeds uh, United. The phone lines are 0 or 0816 it's one. Those are the phone numbers you can be part of the show this evening. Hello? Hello? Yeah, good evening. What's your name? Good evening. This is Tari Tawo. All right, Tari Tawo, your contribution. Uh, just, um, I want to contribute to this Asna uh, Palava 15. I think Asna, they are more or less this our dining uh, team in those uh, When they are not doing well, definitely the board is having problems. There was a time the, the players were not being paid. But yeah, I'm talking about here in London State now. Mm-hmm. But the team they were not doing well. They almost went to relegation, right? Mm-hmm. So if anybody is telling you now that Arsenal are not doing well just because of any other team, I would tell that person the lie. It's just because the ball is not okay. Look at the kind of players now are signing. In fact, they are not even... They, it's just a plain and league one. Yeah, it, it, it's not done. You have, if you want to play in Premier League, you have to send the caliber of players that are fit for the 
for the week. It's not a player that they don't even know their name. I saw something on the post this uh, afternoon. Now one China guy like that, that they are almost about to sign the game. Someone posted that this one no go see now, that who are, who are now of fame now? Like, this one no go see where now. Someone posted on it, this guy was even my friend, posted on it that this guy no see where now. Say, who are, who are now of fame? And I just imagine. So that is where the problem lies. It's not even a theta, it's not anything. It's the board. Mm-hmm. If anybody is coming and the board is not working very well, the same problem will still occur. That right. is my contribution. Right. Thank you very much. Olu Bright for your contribution. Title for your contribution 0064523344 or 0816408438. Uh, eight one a uh, sad one uh from an Arsenal fan disappointed uh, by the dealings uh, his club have actually done so far this season. Hello. 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 Good evening. What's your name? Uh, I'm with Comrade Arsenal. All right, Comrade, your contribution. Uh, I want to contribute on that of the answer. All right. You see, uh, it was one of those days when Minga still love Arsenal, but for now, the love with Arsenal is dead. Understand? That's why, if you remember, when he was living, he swore to God that he will never come back to that club. All and right. the truth is, it is not all about, if you look at that sort of policy, they find unknown players to make them be great players. But all if you look at there's something that is not right in the Arsenal's contract about that. Right. Mora is down, he's in the club, and the bots also, mm. they, they, they are one of the major, it's not that America, like, you cannot compare Manchester United Arsenal to Manchester United. Manchester United is United, 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 Hmm. That is just the, the, the issue. The, 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 the main issue. All right. All right. Thank you very much for your contribution. The phone lines 0064523344 or 0816408438. Those are the phone numbers. It can be part of the show. You can call in, share your thoughts concerning what we've discussed so far on the show this evening. Another quick update uh, from Chelsea. Uh, the deal between um, Jules Conde and Chelsea has been off and uh, no, de- no no deal is actually take place. Well, the disappointing one um, for Chelsea fans. A lot of people are expecting the deal to actually pull through, but it's not um, good. And I think um, Thiago Silva, Andres Christensen, Antonio Rudia, mm-hmm. and Cesar Spliqueta can still, and Rich James as well. Chaloba. 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 200 million pound uh, euros bid for Kylian Mbappe. I mean, that's set to good. They, they have submitted that bid, but mm-hmm. PSG's main reserve has always been. I mean, the league is worth more to them than 200 million. <laughs> Even if it <laughs> means what, keeping this guy, <laughs> I, they just want their fans to enjoy good for this season. <laughs> Messi, no, and then I, Neymar, I, I, and Mbappe. I also think the Champions League is worth more to them than whatever Madrid wants to give them. They are not necessarily looking for Madrid's money. And the determinant of losing um, Mbappe for That's for what I'm saying. Now, season. if they win the Champions League season, now it's a gamble. It's a gamble. It's a gamble well played because you know if he leaves for free next season, you say okay, yeah, we won the Champions League. So uh, I think I mean PSG are quite not quite. They are very very wealthy. So 180 million, 200 million. They are not looking for your money. They just want to make sure they want to dominate. It's well, been their yeah. Let's see who's on the phone line. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Yeah. Good evening, Olive Bright. Thank you very much. All right. Your contribution quickly. Yeah. Thank you. Bringing the uh, Sahu. To control the music of my lovely team, Chelsea, 
is a welcome development. I'm sure the which we said said to you have one one that this this uh this come around. All right. Thank you very much. All right, thank you very much, Olu Bright, for um your contribution. You can still call in on the show this evening, zero eight zero six four five two three three four four or zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Hello? Hello? Good evening. What's your name? Can you speak up, please? Yeah, this is Richard. All right, Richard, your contribution quickly. Yeah, it's about TSG. Uh, I don't know why you have to reject such huge amount of money for a player you are going to lose for free next year. I don't know how what business is being run, but if I should look at it as a businessman, that's not a good business, though. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Richard, for your con- contribution where he feels uh, it would be stupid of um, PSG to actually um, let uh, Mpapi go for free uh, come next season because Mpapi is adamant of not extending his stay uh, right there at uh, PSG. Well, that's all we can take on the show today. Uh, join us tomorrow uh, for another brand new edition of Spot Lounge. My name is Maureen Anaya. Good night.